Hi everyone, you are listening to episode 50 of The Cheerful Cynics with me, Pooj, and drunken drawer, Gaia. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact or if you have any questions, you can email us at thecheerfulcynics at gmail.com or even find us on Instagram at the Cheerful Cynics Podcast. How's it going, Gaia? It was your birthday not too long ago, right? How was it? Yeah, it was good. Thanks, Pooj. Um, it was a bit weird because we couldn't physically meet up with any of our buddies to celebrate, but it was good. We ended up drinking over video calls, which is fun. Yeah, it's the new normal. <laughs> I know. Yeah, it was good though. Felt a bit sore after, so, you know, not going to lie. I think my tolerance for alcohol has dramatically gone down just because we're not drinking as much anymore, which is probably a good thing, I think. Yes. And you're old. You just, it's just part of life. Thanks. You're old, your legs will fall off. Same old, same old. Oh, fuck off, preach. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> anyway, so what are we talking about today? <laughs> ah, nice deflection. Have you heard of a chap called Ernest Shackleton? I've heard of Shackleton. Isn't that a whiskey? I think my husband has that. Yeah, it is a whiskey. And the whiskey was named after this guy and his incredible story. Oh, cool. I love a good backstory. Go on. Yeah, story time. So the whiskey is pretty tasty too. And I think it's one of my favorites just because of the nice bottle and the story, really. Oh, so not the taste. <laughs> I'm no connoisseur. <laughs> you're, you're like, the bottle is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen it before. It's a really nice box, though. It's, it's like a really nice blue map. I think I'd just bite for that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so Ernest Shackleton was known as quite the intrepid British explorer in the early 1900s. Okay. So he'd been on a few expeditions, things like that. And um, he thought, you know what, I'm going to set myself quite an ambitious goal. He wanted to land on Antarctica and travel 1,800 miles. So 2,900 kilometers. Jeez. He wanted to travel that across the entire continent. Whoa. Which is insane. Antarctica, Jesus. Yeah, the cold one. I mean, they're both cold, but yeah, <laughs> it's very cold. <laughs> he called this expedition the Imperial Trans-Antarctic Expedition. Ooh, that's, that's a really good name, actually. But also really, really ambitious. He's basically doing like a, a tour of, of Antarctica. <laughs> ice, more ice. Ooh, a little bit more ice. And there's some more ice here. Yeah. <laughs> that's impressive, though. But like most explorers, I doubt he was on his own. No, thankfully not. Um, he had handpicked a crew of 28. Did he just know these people from before? Like they had no. experience? No? <laughs> so, according to legend. Legend? Oh, God. Yeah, so nobody really <laughs> knows if this is true or not. Great. They, they say that this is probably not true, but it's just become true over the years. So everyone says this story so much. So, you know, it belongs oh, on the dear. podcast, obviously. The cheerful cynics, <laughs> the, your source of factually correct information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, he put an advert in a London paper which said, according to legend, men wanted for hazardous journey, low wages, bitter cold, long hours of complete <laughs> darkness, safe return doubtful, honour and recognition in event of success. <laughs> oh, fuck off, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's a horrible... Horrible ad. <laughs> oh, it fills me with so much joy. That's a job I want. <laughs> Wife, kids, bye. <laughs> I'm out of here. I'd rather be over there. Jesus. Okay, let, let's just go with the assumption that this is true. You know, for argument's sake. I mean, this is not how you sell anything, man. But yeah, I'm guessing you wouldn't have signed up to the ad. No, man. Bitter cold. What was it? Hazardous. Long, long hours. What was the other one? Low wages. Low wages, right. So, I mean, very attractive, I would say. <laughs> I'm surprised anyone would have signed up, to be honest. It's too cold. I wouldn't want to. It's too cold for me. I'm not doing that shit. They had apparently more than 5,000 applications. 
dude, how bad must have life been for you to think that's attractive? You know what? This is better than me being at home with my family. (laughs) Well, I haven't been all that fair. So I guess this was Shackleton's third expedition. And after his second expedition to the South Pole, um, where he and his fellow explorers discovered the approximate location of the South Magnetic Pole, they all came back a hero. Oh, okay. So I guess people knew who he was, that people knew of the honor and kind of recognition that yeah. could come along if they succeeded. So it was quite attractive. I thought it was essentially someone like me putting out an ad for people to sign up to potentially a one-way ticket to Antarctica. Do you want to go to Mars? <laughs> it's like, like Elon Musk. It's very different from me putting up an ad and Elon Musk putting up an ad, but okay, fine. <laughs> but yeah, it's a good thing you didn't apply. No, no, I would be dead weight. I know, I know my limits here. I'm I'm not surprised he got applications because of, you know, he was being a hero, but 5,000 is pretty impressive. He ended up with a trusty crew of about 28 and he set sail on a ship called the Endurance in 1914. That's pretty good. So did he start from the UK? Yeah, so they started off from Plymouth and then they headed to Buenos Aires in, in Argentina. Nice. And from there, they went to a place called South Georgia Island, which is literally in the middle of nowhere. And the closest thing to it is a collection of islands called the South Sandwich Islands, which nobody has ever heard of either. <laughs> sandwich <laughs> Islands. That's delicious. I wonder if they're named after different sandwiches. So you've got different islands. You've got like BLT, PB&J. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fool's gold. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Elvis's favorite sandwich. <laughs> so from there, they went south and, you know, they came across a lot of penguins. Ah, <laughs> oh, penguins. That's spectacular. I would love to see loads of penguins like that. Yeah, however, they hit some dense ice because, as you'd expect, it gets pretty cold down there. Yep. So a lot of the sea turned to ice, as it does, and the ship got a little bit stuck in February 1915. A little bit stuck? What does that mean? Yeah, things never get a little bit stuck, right? Oh, my God. (laughs) So it got stuck in the ice, and the only real solution was to stay there over the winter. What? They have to stay there over the winter? Yeah, just ride it out. I'd go crazy. No, fuck that. (laughs) (laughs) It's cold. It's too cold. Put the heating on. What can you do then? <laughs> well, first they got all the, the dogs off the ship and made little igloos for them. Oh, yeah. They've got dogs. And they call them dogloos. Wait. Yeah. Is that a joke, Paige? I can't tell. No, genuinely. Is that genuine? They call them dogloos. Do- <laughs> <laughs> They're called dogloos. <laughs> it's like toilets for dogs. <laughs> no, like an igloo, but for dogs. I mean, you know, as long as they didn't eat them. Oh, well... Oh. I won't spoil the ending for you. Oh, okay, <laughs> let's not talk about the doggies but let's then. Let's <laughs> just say the dogs did not return. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh well. Okay. Um, but they did race the dogs as a form of entertainment because they were stuck there for so long. They had to do something. Yeah, there's nothing else to do. Yeah, exactly. And they, they turned the ship itself into like a winter habitat, and the crew lived inside but would go outside to exercise and play sports on the ice. You know, nice. keeping up morale, and mm-hmm. they even encouraged to take moonlight walks on the ice. Oh, romantic. Although it does sound a bit like lockdown, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Surprisingly. I mean, I guess there's not much else to do, though, if you're stuck on the ice for like a third of the year, I guess. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Shit. But they did have an expedition photographer who would walk around the ship taking really cool pictures. And he's documented their whole journey. And oh, there's wow. some really great pictures. Really good. Oh, that's so cool. I need to look at that, actually. It's, it's pretty good for the gram. If they had the gram back then. Yeah, we'll, we'll get it on ours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll put it on ours. <laughs> so what? They just kind of stuck around and waited for winter to pass and that was it? All good? Happily ever after? Hell yeah. no. <laughs> no? As time went on, the ice around the ship started to squeeze it and the, the ship started to make noises and oh my it was God. being crushed like an eggshell. Oh, Ooh. my God. 
holy crap, that's not encouraging to hear when you're on a ship, I don't think. I mean, I haven't really been on that many ships, but I wouldn't want to hear that noise. That's terrifying. What could you do? Your ship is being crushed by the ice around you. You're fucked. That's it. Yeah, exactly, right? And by September, Shackleton said that he had experienced the worst squeeze to date. And that had nothing to do with the lack of fiber in their diet, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> nice, thanks, Pooch. Lovely, lovely. Love that. That's a great phrase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that's scary, though. Yeah, and the ship began to bend and splinter. I mean, oh ice God. began pouring in. It sounded horrendous. Ice, ice began pouring in? Yeah. What the Just, fuck? <laughs> yeah. Not no, good, right? This is not good. So imagine how terrifying that was. So you, yeah. your only form of transport is being destroyed day by day, little by little. And you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you're in the middle of nowhere. You've got no way of contacting anyone. And your form of transport is just being destroyed day by day. You're so fucked. I'm sorry, there's nobody other than like, what, Superman, Wonder Woman, maybe Elsa. Maybe Elsa could help them, but nobody. Elsa. (laughs) Yeah, from Frozen. Come on, Peach. Let the ship go. Let (laughs) it go. Yeah, not as catchy. No. Oh, God, that's awful. Yeah. So then in October 1915, uh, Shackleton gave the order to abandon the ship and they salvaged whatever they could from it and they just started camping on the ice. Is that it? It's just, all right, this is fucked. Let's just go lie on the ice now. Because it could go at any moment, right? Oh, my God. So like, yep, live on the ice. So they managed to take uh, two of the lifeboats with them, one sledge and started heading towards a place called Snow Hill Island. Um, okay. As it was believed that there was some supplies there that would keep them going for a bit. Believed though. I mean, yeah. imagine going all the way there. I, mean, I don't know how far it is, but imagine going all the way there and then it's like nothing. I mean, I just totally give up at this point, Pooch. I don't know how they keep going. <laughs> yeah, these guys just, just carried on going. I'd be like, well, we're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> so it's meant to be about 500 kilometers away. 500 so- kilometers <laughs> Yeah. Oh, only 500 kilometers away. (laughs) Yeah, not close. And after three days, they traveled three kilometers. So they thought, you know what? I don't think this is going to work. Oh, my God. It took them three days to move three kilometers. Yeah. Conditions must have been really bad if it took them a day to get to a a kilometer. They're basically crawling. I'm surprised they even managed to survive this long, actually. That's just unbelievable. It's crazy. It wasn't flat land or anything. I mean, I couldn't do this. Yeah, and they, they waited at the camp, and they called the camp Patience Camp, which is quite handy. Patience Camp, good name, great name. Right, and they were there until December 1915, so they'd been there for most of the year now. Oh my god, they basically spent a year on it, on the ice. So, and the ice had been drifting around as well by then, because you know, although they're stuck uh, on an ice sheet, the ice sheet itself is moving as well, right? Like a, like a little sushi conveyor belt, they just kind of go around a bit, don't they? <laughs> yeah, and, like, <laughs> and instead of fish, it's humans. Humans yeah, are on the conveyor belt exactly. in the sea. How ironic. <laughs> and then they continued to drift and walk until they could see land in April 1916. Oh. So they'd been on the ice for 14 months at this stage. What? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? How have they survived 14 months on the ice and they haven't gone absolutely batshit crazy? This is not what they signed up for when they, when they responded to this ad pooge. Oh, yeah, not at all, right? This is mad. No <laughs> way. This is mad. Basically zero pay for this bollocks. Fuck that. <laughs> so one day one of the ice sheets eventually split oh, and um, okay. they all rushed onto the lifeboats and a week later they made it onto Elephant Island, so, which is just a small little island in the middle of nowhere as well. Oh my God. 
and this was the first time they set foot on actual land in 497 days. Whoa. Yeah. 497 days. I, that's, I just can't even believe what they had to go through. That's insane. That's not the end. This is a Cheerful Cynics podcast. They didn't just, they didn't just go home after this period. I'd be like, right, we're going home. This sucks. <laughs> the problem with Elephant Island is that there's no human settlements. Okay. So it's just a, a barren island with nothing there. And they okay. needed to get back to South Georgia Island, which had a settlement at least. Okay. Know, there was some life, human life there. Yeah. And that was still about 1,500 kilometers away. Oh, my God. So, oh, Jesus, this saga is just insane. So they're not actually, like, safe still. Even not though they're on land, <laughs> there's no one else there. They can't really get a boat or anything. Imagine getting that far after, like, over a year, and then you're still not even closer to safety. You're just on Yeah, land. you're still far. Still fucked. <laughs> you're still fucked, people. Uh, it's still pretty bad. Yeah. So then Shackleton, good old Shackleton, and a few others launched one of the little lifeboats to see if they could get to South Georgia Island. Ooh. And remember, these lifeboats are tiny and not made for high seas. So it's a huge risk. And um, I'm guessing as soon as they set off, the rest of the crew were like, oh, they're not coming back. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, what do you do? 50-50? Like, I had to start having bets. Like, do you think he's going to come back? <laughs> yeah. So they did eventually make it to South Georgia Island. Awesome. And by the time they got there, the boat was basically disintegrating. It's not made for the seas. It's been, oh. you know, it's half sinking. Oh, and God. they're just lucky to make it there alive. I feel like that's the happy ending though, right? They're like, yay, no. we made it. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> so when they got there, they hit the south side of the island. Okay. The human settlement was on the north side of the island. Oh, fucking obviously. hell. Are you serious? Yeah. This is actually making me kind of annoyed. But I mean, <laughs> how they must have felt, I cannot even imagine. I'm guessing those boats were fucked as well. So what do they... How do they do that then? Oh, so um, once again, the, the crew split. So the the, the crew of 28, yeah. some of them were left on Elephant Island. Then some of them were left on the south side of this island. Oh, God. And there was just three of them left. So Shackleton and two others. And oh, they thought, man. screw it. We're going to walk to the north side of the island. So they, they walked nonstop across the island over unnamed mountains without any maps. They just oh, carried on going. Oh, my God. Fucking hell, Fuge. <laughs> it's unbelievable. It's insane, right? And because it was so cold and they were going through so much, they were convinced there was a fourth person with them. All three of them what? were convinced there was a fourth person with them. Oh, wait. So they all had the same hallucination. They were just losing their minds or something. Yeah. Creepy, right? That's really weird to have the same hallucination like that. Oh, my God. How creepy. Oh. That's creepy. Yeah. But thankfully, they made it. So they walked nonstop for 36 hours to get to the settlement. Oh, my God. They just kind of winged it. Oh, my God. How do they have the energy to do this, though, Pooj? Oh, who knows, man. Maybe that way. Keep Fuck. going, old chap. <laughs> <laughs> That's a spirit, old chum. <laughs> Wait, who's that guy? Yeah, oh, shivers God. down my spine. How creepy is that? Oh, man. I just would have given up such a long time ago. <laughs> oh, man. It's not even over yet. So as soon as what? you get to that settlement, they arrange for the people on the same island to be picked up. Oh, in the south. Okay. Great. But the problem is, you still got everybody on Elephant Island stuck there. Oh, yeah, shit, you can't, you can't abandon them. No, not at all. No. <laughs> and it took another four attempts until Shackleton t could get back to Elephant Island to save the rest of the crew. What? Four attempts? Why? Yeah. I mean, I need to give them props for never giving up. Yeah, and eventually he managed to borrow a boat from the Chilean government and made it back to the island. Oh, my Finally. God. Finally. Finally. Uh, dude, this is... Uh, how do you survive something like that, Pooj? Yeah, it's crazy, I just right? <laughs> I just, they've got so much grit and determination and yeah, it's really impressive. 
It's crazy. And when they got there, everybody was still alive. Oh my God. Yeah, the whole crew was still alive. Wow, that's amazing. That's really incredible. Yeah, and within an hour of them landing on Elephant Island, yeah. they got everyone on the ship and said, screw it, let's go home. Done. No messing about. I like that. They're just like, right, we're off. Fuck this place. <laughs> Your Uber will not wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> Quick. <Exactly. laughs> so, so in total, they departed from England in August 1914. And they finally picked up in August 1916. So it was two whole years um, from when they left. It's crazy, right? I'm not surprised it inspired a whiskey, though, because that's probably the best survival story I've ever heard. That is incredible. <laughs> Two years living on ice, basically, and being close to death every day. Like Every day, you're almost going to die for two years. I mean, you definitely need some whiskey after that, Pooj. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the thing is, it's even cooler than that. So in 1907, Shackleton ordered 25 cases of McKinley's rare old Highland malt whiskey, and he brought some of that with him on this expedition. Oh, okay. In 2007, so literally 100 years later, uh, they found three cases of this whiskey in Shackleton's base camp. They found the whiskey from this expedition 100 years later? Yeah. And then... 100 years later? That's crazy. And then they basically kind of made a similar whiskey to it, I guess. Because I doubt they would have sold off yeah. the same stuff. But that's really impressive. I feel like we need to buy some of this Shackleton's. <laughs> <laughs> i need a drink I now mean, if i could drink this shit i'm gonna be able to survive anything <laughs> yeah that's the best backstory of a drink i've ever heard i think i could do with a drink after that pooch <laughs> 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 just hearing about it was a bit of a roller coaster let alone living it for two years let's get smashed two meters apart let's Social get distance. drunk <laughs> so <laughs> thank you so much for listening go get yourself a drink Yes. Remember, you can find us on Instagram at the Cheerful Cynics Podcast or get in touch by emailing us at thecheerfulcynics at gmail.com. Have a good week wherever you are. Bye. Bye. Bye.